When I meet other trans people, there's a certain look that we give each other. We're almost looking at each other like, I can't believe you made it. I can't believe I'm seeing you. There's a, there's a thing that happens with us. We're like, what's up? How are you? You know, how did, how did you, how did you make it? When did you know? You know, how did, how did you make it here? That, that thing that we have, that's camaraderie. That's, I got your back. Because more often than not, and I'm not saying this is how we want it to be, it's the opposite. More often than not, we are actually all we got. These kind of relationships that can disturb when we don't take the time to know what it is to say, to know how to Welcome to another episode of Tune the Fork. I, uh, I feel very fortunate today. I have with me a person, a human being that has had a lot of different, I don't know, parts of her journey or their journey shared. Um, to a lot of people. Uh, maybe this is me being very nervous. I'm mm -hmm. super nervous. Okay. Okay, just wanna make sure, I think once I put it out there and yeah, give it light, it. it goes away. Yeah, just talked about this with my therapist yesterday. Naming it is really important. Yeah, yeah. I'm nervous. Okay. No need Sh to be. Shantanese? Shantanese. Thank you for being here. Yes. I, um, I'm glad you agreed to come on. I feel for me personally, I need help with some things. Mm -hmm. um, but before I make it about me, mm -hmm. I really want to make sure that I create space for you. Otherwise, you know, we're going to share, I feel, to the degree that we can. Totally. Um, where are you from? That's a great question. I'm from, originally I'm from Harlem. I'm born and raised in Harlem, New York. Um, I think it's a very particular importance to say Harlem and not any other, you know, not Manhattan. I'm from a very specific part. Okay. And um, yeah, that's a, a lot of my, my whole family's from Harlem. My whole family has a lot of history in Harlem and it's a very deep history. So that's where I'm from. Now, when I found out about you, it was through some music stuff. Mm -hmm. I posted a picture, um, I posted something, and you liked it. Mm -hmm. And I went down a rabbit hole of trying to find out, you know, because my numbers ain't where they, <laughs> where they are going to be, I should yeah. say. So when, when, when people tap in, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, of course. And I went down, I saw you. And went down a rabbit hole to learn about Father Venus mm -hmm. and to learn about this clothing brand mm -hmm. that you started. And it was the clothing brand yeah. that actually was like, huh. Yeah. I'm in yeah. on that. Saturn says, yeah. Talk to me about what Saturn says is. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a, a story I'll try to make short, but my partner and I were teachers in New York, in Brooklyn, and um, 
taught at a high school for the two years of the pandemic, and I was crazy. It was terrible. Um, amongst many other things, like just being a teacher in general, but um, I was also transitioning at that time. And I was receiving a lot of uh, discrimination, you know, from a school that was supposed to be not about that. You know, it's like a, you know, left-leaning black leadership, you know, um, it was a it was a shock. It was like, oh, okay, not everybody is really about this life, basically, and that forced us to kind of say, like, this is we can't survive here, you know. Um, so we moved to Detroit, and um, Saturn says comes from the fact that our generation right now, I'm 31. Um, you know, if you are familiar with astro uh, astrology at all, everybody goes through what's called a Saturn return. This is every 28 or 27 and a half to 29 years or so, where Saturn, the planet of discipline, that's like the father planet, um, you know, breaking down structure, creating structure where it's supposed to be, letting go what you are not supposed to have in your life, it will get rid of that um, by all means it comes back around to the place where it was when you were born. But it only happens every 28 years. We only go through this, hopefully, three times, but, you know, maybe two. Um, the first one's a big one. And we were going through that, and, you know, Saturn says comes from that space of being like, we're going to take the lessons that are really difficult right now, that feel like we're being, like, hammered right now. Like, you know, it felt like, everything was happening. I mean, like, it's, it's, you name it, you know, it happened. And if you take the lessons of that and you decide, like, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna accept this and I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna move with these new, this new purpose, you know, Saturn says came from that. Like, it's, this is Saturn saying to us, for the next 30 years, what do you want? You know, I'll see you again in 30 years. And I mm. want to see what you've done over the last, you know, this time with, with the two years that I spent coming back to your, to your chart. Okay. Um, so that's where Saturn Says comes from, you know, that, that drive, that, that passion of wanting to put out those lessons to other people. We're all going through it. We've all gone through it. Yeah. You know, so that's where that comes from. So you said um, transitioning. Mm-hmm. What were you transitioning from? Yeah. So in the trans world, what it's called is being AFAB. So I was assigned female at birth. So A-F-A-B. Acronym. Yep. It's an gotcha. acronym. Yeah, it's tons of acronyms, you know? Okay, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. It's funny because there's acronyms everywhere. Even at my job, I'm like, they be acronym in everywhere, everything. But um, yeah, it's, it's assigned female at birth. And when you really put it into context, I mean, that's what happened, you know? Somebody, okay. a baby came out. They said, let's look at the genitals and let's decide which box. Without any consent, consideration, okay. nothing. So for up until 29, I was existing in a space where I was being perceived and perceiving myself to be a woman, to be a queer woman, to be 
a masculine of center woman. And, you know, to have the breakthrough, which was its, its own story in, its, in itself, but to have the breakthrough of like, I'm, I don't identify with that. Okay. You know? I don't identify with being a man either. And that's also a really important decision and an important uh, discernment. Okay. I identify with being a human being who can hold both of those boxes. Okay. Um, you know? Yeah. I got 32,372,415 questions. Yeah. Just about that. Yeah. But I want to go back. Go. Shantanese. Yes. Was that the name you were assigned? Yes. At birth. That was my, my mom made that name up for me when she was in like eighth grade or something like that. Okay. You know, my mom had me when she was, when she was uh, 15 and I think that that's, it's significant because, you know, it's funny, I cut my hair a couple weeks ago and people was like, are you changing your name now? And I was like, nah, like, I love my name. You know, I'm the only one with this name. I, maybe there's someone, but I was the first. That's my mom's name for me and that's the name that I feel most, uh, you know, connected to, you know? And I'd be damned somebody tell me the name belongs in one area or another. Right, you know? okay. Yeah. What was being, what was, what was your childhood like? Yeah. My childhood, I think, you know, uh, on one end, very traumatic. Um, my dad, I think the most traumatic thing was losses, you know. My father passed away, was killed in the building that we lived in, you know, like in the staircase. In Harlem. In Harlem. Came home from school, saw the cops, this is a normal occurrence though. So I'm like, oh no, no problem, you know? Aunt's outside, she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, we, what do you mean what am I doing here? Like, what are you doing here? You know, yeah, yeah. not knowing if I knew or not, but you know, went up the elevator, like stopped on the floor where everything was happening, saw all the people, cops and all types, I mean, all types of people, you know? Still not knowing what's going on, going upstairs and then seeing a whole crowd of people on the floor that we lived on, and then my mom pulling me through the crowd to tell me, like, oh, this happened. You know? How old were you? Um, 11. 11. And, 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 and so when I asked about your childhood, that was the first place your yeah. mind went to. Yeah. What, how were you processing that at 11? I don't think I really was, you know. Um, I think it's been an ongoing thing. I think that um, my relationship with my father was already interestingly positioned. My father was a drug dealer and there was nothing wrong with that. And I still don't see anything wrong with that in my mind at all. He was providing in the way that he could my father was super smart. My father was very like politically akin to things, a reader, you know? And um, I think that, but he also wasn't around a lot, you know? So it was, a, it was an interesting thing because it was like I was experiencing the loss of someone who 
had a certain type of presence there, but the presence was not necessarily because of his physicalness. It was because of the way, the things that he would impart on me. And that relationship that didn't end at that point. How, 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 how did it not end? I still have a relationship with him. Okay. Significantly. Um, significant. I think that he's led the pathway for me to be who I am. I had, um, I think, two significant moments in my adult life that were like, oh, okay. One was, you know, you know, black folks, we, we're, we're tapped in. Spirit, dreams, you know, our elders, our parents, moms, all, you know, they tapped in. My mm -hmm. aunt had a dream one time. I was in grad school, struggling. And she was like, you know, your dad came to me. He said to tell you, choose what you want to do and go for it. I'll, I'll, I'm here, basically. Mm. Okay? No worries. And this is what you get at, at the end of that statement, you know, is who I am right now. That was about three years ago. Um, and... Did you see that as sort of affirmation? Big time. Or what you... Were you, were you struggling with the decision? I was, just, I was struggling with a lot of decisions. That's the thing. Um, deciding whether or not I wanted to transition wasn't even at the front of my mind because I was having so many other difficulties deciding just what I wanted to do with my life, you know? Like, professionally. Pro professionally. Pro personally. Okay. Personally. Okay. Like, you know, like you think that you have this pathway set for you and when it's not fulfilling the, what you thought it was it's like what's up you know like it's I was in grad school and I was struggling this was not where I was supposed to be um well I wouldn't say it's not where I was supposed to be but it just the intention behind it I had no intention you know I just thought that I was this is what I was supposed to do I'm supposed to be a smart kid okay I'm supposed to go to school you know I'm the first to graduate college like you know it's a lot of pressure i'm like my dad's only child that's another thing you know mm -hmm. it's a lot of like you gotta do this like you gotta you know so i'm like all right like i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna go to grad school um but it was it was toxic you know it was terrible you gotta be really prepared for certain things you gotta go into it knowing what i didn't know what i was getting myself into when i went there aside all of the other stuff aside everything else it's yeah. life life alone is a motherfucker and then you add this other piece it just adds more or different a, a different difficulty especially when you can't name it and i'm glad that we had that kind of you know open that way because a lot of this comes down to can you name the thing that is causing you distress you know internally oftentimes we can't name that thing and it's not because we don't know the name and that's the difference too you know what it is. You just can't say it. I don't know that struggle. Mm. And, 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 and I think that probably is one of the biggest challenges I've had with trying to understand connect. Mm -hmm. is a better word mm -hmm. than understanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, I, good. Because I don't think I ever will. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes with two people sitting down, unless they can walk away with a 
understanding mm -hmm. that it wasn't useful. Mm -hmm. If I can connect with your pain mm -hmm. and with your love and with the challenges associated with balancing all of that, mm -hmm. trying to find yourself, trying to be okay with whatever you answer with mm -hmm. that. That's what I feel I'm, that's what I really am trying to do with the, with, with, with the space. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a part of me doing that in, in the way that I connect is by asking, every feeling that I have is associated with a picture. Mm -hmm. So like when I listen to music, that's, those, those sounds actually turn into pictures yeah. that then translate into emotions. Yeah. And the emotions can be pictures, they can be these things mm -hmm. that I can move around in my head and heart to, to connect with. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I'm asking a question, it's, it's so that I can create the clearest picture I can create mm -hmm. in order to connect with what is created in that picture. Yeah. Not to judge it. Yeah. It's never necessarily my initial reaction might be to judge it, mm -hmm. but it's never to judge it. It's mm -hmm. to not intentionally. Yes. And I can push past the judgment to get to the dip, deeper meaning. Because yeah. what I do recognize is that that first feeling ain't got shit to do with the other thing. Right. That's a me thing. Right. But I got to own that. Yeah. And, you know, and I got to be honest about it in the process. Yeah. So, so when you say what you were saying about not being able to name it, mm -hmm. I feel like that's a different kind of struggle because one of the things I, 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 I see as a, as, as, a, as a person configured the way that I am, mm -hmm. a lot of what I'm seeing I feel is being imposed on me. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because that's just what a motherfucker feels when they've been walking around doing whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Are you saying, no, because a little bit, are you saying that the conversation around like basically expanding genders isn't being imposed? It feels like that. Okay. Through what? Like TV or? All, all sources. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would, I would just push back to say that the imp the imposing starts with the compulsory like patriarchy and the compulsory heterosexual you know heterosexuality yeah you look at a you look at spy kids the kids movie it's filled with heteronormativity right like shrek heteronormativity like that's a push you know it's it's ingrained in everything yeah. we do to the point where even trans people have a difficulty breaking from that, despite the fact that we kind of exist almost like outside of it. But people, I mean, even the trans community has difficulty with figuring out like, okay, am I gonna play into patriarchy or not? That's still a decision, you know? Like- Is that where the, is that where the difficulty with naming it comes in? 
Nah, I think that the difficulty with naming it is like feeling like you're about to make your life harder. Like I used to say, I mean, when I when I came out just as like queer, when I was like 13, um, I remember telling my aunt like, or somebody, I was like, somebody was like, but why? Like, you think that I would choose to make my life more difficult in this society? Why would I choose that? I don't, I don't think you consciously would. And, and but, but, would. but I, I do feel like my only pushback to um, questions like that mm -hmm. is I feel like there are people who are choosing, not mm -hmm. trans people, but just in general. Mm -hmm. I do feel that there are people who are choosing things to make their life hard because so much about their story relates to overcoming struggle, mainly because I'm one, I was one of those people. Mm. So everything that I, so much of my value was based on how I overcome. Like I couldn't be just me. Totally, yeah. I had to, I had to, and I had to, I was constantly creating villains in those stories, mm. my mother being one. Okay. Um, and when I could, I couldn't just tell the story separate from all of that. Yeah. And, and because there was other things that I was injecting into it. Mm -hmm. So when I say that there are some people who choose that, I feel like it runs the spectrum. And unfortunately, I feel like some of that get, gets wrapped up into one word mm -hmm. and it just encompasses the whole Experience. demographic, yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. even if it's not fully accurate mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah yeah it's not a monolith the same way black people are you yeah know? it's just like you're gonna find as many different ways of being black as there are black people you're gonna find as many ways of being queer or gender expansive as there are that many people um the problem comes in where you feel like your like your literal life becomes in danger because you are existing that's the problem. I don't, I'm not here to like, I'm not living my life to try to prove anything to anybody besides myself. Yeah. It's not to anybody else. But in a society that's built on what it's built on, white supremacy, patriarchy, heterosexism, all the things, you know, misogynoir, like all of that, it becomes a political statement just to live, just to be who you are. And that's what I mean when I say I feel like it's pushing because... Yeah. Just the fact that you exist makes me feel a certain way. I don't mean it. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Just because you exist. Yeah. Well, some people do feel that way, by the way. Yeah. And what, because I was having a conversation with someone the other day. We were talking about how we feel, straight people feel these pressures. And in my mind, I'm like, I've never had somebody come up and say any motherfucking thing to me. First off, I've never met. You're the first yeah. trans person I ever met. Mm -hmm. So where, where is this force coming from that I'm, that I profess to feel? Yeah, it's internal. We are just mirrors, you know, I think for the most part. Um, I think everybody would feel a lot freer if you weren't in the box that you were in. And that doesn't mean that 
you know, I think a lot of people get the perception that trans people are trying to somehow like be like, we're trying to like take the definition of what man is or like take the definition of what woman is or whatever that is. The, the, the goal is to just be freer. Parts of the conversations that you've even had, right, about being a man and what it means to be a man, a lot of it is, is both things that I like and things that I don't like. That's all it is. And you and your and your box is your box allows you to pick and choose what I like and what I don't like. Why does that bother people? I have no idea. It's a freedom, actually. I, I want to take that back. I actually, my opinion is that this, is, this has everything to do with containment, control of a certain kind of spirit. A certain kind of spirit that would undermine and that does undermine a lot of what the society is built on. To be queer, to be trans, to be non-binary, to just say that I don't fit into this box, it's not new. You know, it's, it's a, like many ancient cultures, many indigenous cultures, like this is like very common. It's important, in fact, to actually understand nature in this way, that we all come in the shapes that we come in, you know? and when that was stripped from us was during enslavement, you know, particularly for black folks. So my conception of this, and I'm, I'm a history teacher, I was in a PhD program for history, like I'm a history buff, like all of this is contextualized for me and like, oh, okay, if I don't have a conception of who I am, you get to control who I am. You get to tell me what to do. You get to tell me to go to work every day and that this is actually normal. It's not. So if I break out of one box, I start to break out of a couple other ones. It's, it's bound to happen. Yeah. They don't want that to happen. And so if you control this box, control this box, control this box, then you, you end up kind of catching everybody somewhere. That's a very important piece. Um, and when you... It, it, and for me, when you were growing up, did you always feel like you didn't fit in yep. a female body? Yep, from the beginning. From the fucking beginning. I remember having this moment. I mean, you know, like you have these memories that you are like, you know, I, I must have been like four or five. Like I, I'm like, I just know that I'm like kind of just walking. You know how your parents just kind of pulling you along the street type shit. Um, halfway walking, not really, you know. And I just remember thinking like, I must have just been wrong, like born in the wrong body because I have an attraction towards women. That was the, that was the crux of it. But because I didn't have the language to say, like, oh, you might just, you have this attraction, it doesn't mean that you are, like, supposed to be something else, you know? 
Um, if I had had that language as a young kid, it would have been different. But it was contentious because I'm like, if, if I have an attraction towards women, the only possible solution to me was that I was born in the wrong body. Okay. Right? Like, only Based men, on the frameworks. Based on the frameworks. Boxes. One to two. Okay, I have an attraction towards women. Okay. I'm, that means I belong in this box. Right? So the first hurdle was getting over for the first 13 years or so of my life was like, oh, I can actually be in this body and still have an attraction towards women. That's the first hurdle, you know, of just being queer. That's okay. The second part was like... Were you supported in that effort? I was, yeah. No, okay. totally. My family... I have, like, I think a, a rare coming out story. I don't, like, it's a good one. I used it to get out of trouble. I used it to distract them because I knew that it wasn't going to be a bomb in that way. The bomb was me coming home late. I kept coming home late. My mom was like, you're going to, you know, I was staying with my grandma in Harlem. My mom was in Long Island. She was like, if you come home late one more time, you're coming out here. I got the school papers. That's it. Of course, I came home one more time late. And I was like, oh, I got to figure out a way to distract you. And so I said, I'm like, I started crying, da, da, da. I don't know if I'm gay or not. Like, I just, that's what I'm feeling. Threw everybody off. But they were like, of course we would support you. Of course, of course, of course, of course. You know, like, that was it. I used it to get out of trouble. And I like that story. You know, I like that I wasn't, I didn't have to deal with my family somehow feeling like I was, uh, I don't know. I mean, my mom cried. You know, I, I wouldn't say it, was, it wasn't like just like open arms, but it wasn't like, it wasn't that difficult for people to get. There are other queer people in my family. Oftentimes there are more queer people in folks' family. You know, like you just, it's a lot of unspoken stuff, you know? So what's helpful to me is to understand what queer means. Queer, in this case, I'm, I'm not using lesbian. I could use lesbian. But queer is just like an overarching term, I think, to say that like I don't fit into the box. So whether that comes down to... Either box. To, yeah, because what queer is is saying, like, um, in my opinion, there is no box. Okay. And if we... Now, are we talking about gender or sex? I, and for this, it was about... Sexuality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was about who I was attracted to. But that was, again, language. It's a, it's a, so then it starts to expand to be like, oh, maybe the feelings that I'm having are not just about who I'm attracted to. Maybe it's about how I see myself. Yeah. Okay. And that was the first piece, was the queer piece exactly. up to like 13. And then you add this like, well, what about me? Yes. How do I feel in my body? Now, that story, that, again, is a different thing, right? Like, I'm having a totally different experience now as an adult. You know, I'm with my partner, who I'm with now, and we having a moment where it's just like, she's just like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like, something. You have to figure it out. It's internal, you know? And I remember, I remember saying to myself, I had a... We were in Brooklyn. I had a mirror that was kind of high. It was kind of like awkwardly built in the bathroom, the medicine cabinet, and it cut me off right here. 
And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, I don't want breasts. Like. Just like that. Just like that. After the, like, you know, contention, you know, and years of things. But I'm just like, nah, I don't want them. That would make me feel better, actually. That would make me feel better. Even in that moment, the internal transphobia that I was experiencing couldn't, I couldn't allow myself to say that I was trans. I was still just like, I just don't want breasts. Okay. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. What does bre- oh man. Just say I'm, it. I'm trying to figure out, you're saying so much. I know. I'm trying to figure out- Where to tap in, yeah. Yeah, cause that's- um, Up to you, up to the 13 year old. Can yes. we, can, is it okay if I said- Absolutely. This is the que- queer period where yes. you're trying to figure out who you're attracted to. Exactly. I, I'm not even figuring it out. I know who I'm attracted okay, to. Okay, you know who you're attracted yeah. to. Now, now that's when you're trying to give it a word, trying to name it. Yeah. So by the time I was 13, I was like, I'm gay. Okay. You know? And the other story about my, the second thing, the prominent thing about my father was like, the one other thing that was present, and I remember visiting him in jail and him being like, you still play basketball? And I was like, yeah. He was like, well, don't play too much because your hands going to get big like a man. I was like, what does that mean? You know, like. What does that mean, you know? Yeah. You know? So, like, certain things like that stay with you, obviously, you know? And that limited the ability for me to say, like, what would it mean if I wanted bigger hands? Is that a problem? Is the... (laughs) I think I'm going to stop trying to be so... I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions. Just ask the questions. Yeah, yeah. Everybody push back. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their shit that they got to deal with to some degree or another. Absolutely. Society, and I I feel that we all are part of um, privileged groups, whether you're mm-hmm. able-bodied, whether you can Absolutely. see, whether you're bald or not. Absolutely. You know, whether you're six feet, whether mm-hmm. you're like, everybody's a member of something to some degree or another yes. that, that puts you in a position to lack visibility into someone else's yes. framework, right? A hundred percent. When I have to deal with the fact that I'm black, Mm-hmm. nobody's coming to me saying James think about changing the color of your skin mm-hmm. but you better learn how to deal with what God has given you yeah. and make the best of it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and somehow some way with struggles and all, we mm-hmm. figure that out, especially as black people, women are mm-hmm. doing, women have done that mm-hmm. as a result of, you know, being women. Mm-hmm. AFABs, is that A-fabs, the right? Okay, yep, sure. Yep, yep. So I'm, I, I, I just need a you minute. Want it, you want so, it. 
Why do you get to pick? Why does everybody not get to pick? That's my question. Why, 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 why can't you just learn to be happy with what you were, what you were given? Like your breast, as an example. Right. Why did you have to cut? Now, I'm asking yeah, in yes. terms of... Yes, I totally understand. And my, my only answer is still, I just, why not? Okay. You know? So it's, it's the, the, the parallel of queerness or LGBTQ community in the black community is not always apples to apples. It's not always going to be apples to apples. You know, one example of that is language, right? Like, if we were to take an example like Kendrick's song... Um, on the new album about, I can't remember the name of the damn song. Mother Eye Sober? Nope. Um, but yes, that's a good one. Um, about his trans um, cousin and his My trans, auntie is a man now. Exactly. People were really upset about him saying faggot, faggot, faggot. Right? And I was like, I understand Kendrick as a writer. I understand the purpose of what he did and how he landed. And what he was essentially saying to us was that he'll never use that word again. That's what he said in a song. It was incredible. You can't do a white person. They were like, what if a white person said nigga, nigga? It's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. You know, that's my opinion Mm. on it. So all that to say that there are some things that are parallel and some things that are not, right? Like I have the ability to express myself physically in the way that I want to. Why not? I, I, I think, I don't think it's, um, it's so hard for me to have any opinion about what, about the decisions that are made on the other side. I think what, I, what I'm, so much of my life has been about up to this point, mm-hmm. 31, I'm 46. Mm-hmm. Your mom is my age. Okay, yeah, she's just about. 47, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the math. She hit in the 50s. She's a little close. Hold on. She's like 47. Yeah, okay. So I've had so much anxiety up to this point in mm-hmm. trying to rationalize all of these contradictions and yeah. all of these things. Um, but for some reason, I felt I've always had a framework. Mm-hmm. A box mm-hmm. that I had to work within, mm-hmm. and I, I think what I'm trying to connect with in your story is how is the idea of the box just not being there? It just isn't. It was. It was. It was for thirty years. You know. It was for thirty years. 29 of those years I spent not acknowledging feelings that could have been talked about and processed in the real time, in the real world, you know, not in a repressed way. Uh, It came out because it was repressed. The way that it came out was rumbling. Like it was like a thunderstorm, you know, like. Is that what we've experienced sometimes from people? 
or, or, in the trans community yeah the the rumbling ah. or the feeling that because it's been suppressed yes. for so long because i do understand how that can show up yeah i would say to this um i i legitimately had a friend of mine reach out to me a couple before i even started transitioning but i think just reached out to me in the sense that i'm i was always an empathetic person you know i was always a advocate you know i i don't see the point like you said, I, I know what privileges I have. Why would I enact those privileges on somebody who doesn't have them? I'm not trying to recreate that dynamic, that power dynamic. I was, never. Reached out to me to ask, like, why are trans women so upset? Like, I had a conversation. I made one comment about something, and, like, you know, they went off, da 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 And I'm like, can you imagine, actually, for a moment, not being able to be yourself for like reasons that are like societal, family, the fear of loss, the fear of violence, the fear of like, people are upset, you know? And I find myself even as a strong advocate and it's funny because in college, I was, I mean, big on this. I'm like, I'm doing panels. I'm fucking calling everybody out, like, for you white supremacists, this, da, 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 da. You know, I'm angry at the experiences that I'm having on any, in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. But as a trans person, what I find to be most disheartening is how black people treat me. You know, how other black people are expressing their privilege on me mm. for this one thing when the whole time more often than not you know trans people are at the forefront of most 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 social justice movements in the united states if not the world and with no acknowledgement right like no acknowledgement the the Trans people are queer people, right? Like, of, of this umbrella. Like, um, freaking um, March on Washington. Barrett Rustin. He put that together. Mm -hmm. Right? Couldn't, couldn't speak, though. Because homophobia. Right? Arrested for sodomy. Like, the man who put on, who put Martin Luther King on that stage. So my thing is that it's just a lot of ignorance. And that gets, that gets really, because it's history, it's there. Yeah. It's not not there. It's just, it's right there. Um, but who gets to create history? Who gets to speak on history? All of those things. I'm fully aware of now. That's what's angering. And a lot of trans people, I think, have that experience of now being so isolated, like, you know, in one of my songs, it's like, it's, it's the margins of the margins, yes, right? And I'm talking about black queer people in particular, black trans people in particular. We have to deal with being black and being trans. Like, that's a double whammy. How do, how do black folks treat trans people from uh -huh. your experience? Like an anomaly. Like somehow that, um, I mean, in a, I think in a very similar to just general queerness, right? Like there's a general kind of distaste or somehow like this is a white thing, you know? Okay. Um, funny enough, like tattoos too. When I was younger, like that was the perception. That's a white thing, until it wasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Um, but I think that black people, black folks in general, because of the history that we've had, it's really difficult sometimes. And this is not all black people. I think, you know, interestingly enough, I think that there is just like more room for gender expansiveness in blackness because I think that blackness in itself is already a queerness. And we can touch on that, but. Yeah, definitely. Of course. What We're does all, that? We don't fit. Is that, and by, and by your definition of queerness, that's what it is. Oddness, oddness, like we don't fit, you know? We don't fit into the society that has been created. Like we were, we were put into certain positions to make it go, and that's the fit, but any expression of your actual self does not fit, you know? What did the breast mean to you? Why did you feel necessary to cut them off? It was, it was essential for me because it was the baggage that made me feel like I was not who I was. Like, it was not the way that my body wanted to express itself. You know, like I myself, never really acknowledged them, you know, never really felt any kinship to them, you know, never really felt like anything, really. We're taught to believe that that's how you relate to your body. By the apparatuses attached to them. Life, like life, society, again, like, why am I feeling so disconnected from my body? You know, like, Again, a tool, I think, of white supremacy, you know, and, and many other things, all the things that come from that. But for me, it was as simple as uh, how do I want to accentuate my gender, right? And I explained this to my aunt as well and other people, right? There are a lot of women and men and people in general who get surgeries for all types of things to accentuate your gender, right? Like, you know... Men who get the things, implants. Men who get, like, lipo, right? To get all types of things. That's accentuating your gender. You just don't frame it that way. Okay. BBLs, you're accentuating your gender. You're accentuating your femininity. That's all it is, you know? So for me, it was a matter of, like, I have no connection to this part of my body. I would have a greater connection to myself if they were gone. So, how do you, I don't know if that's necessarily a relevant question. No, I'm gonna ask because it's what I wanna ask. Because mm-hmm. I, cause I, how is the, where's the line drawn between Here's what I think I'm trying to, I don't know if that question is relevant. Mm -hmm. What I'm I'm hearing you say is that you were given something that you want, wanted to change. Mm -hmm. And When you go out into 
society that is based on a certain framework mm -hmm. and you are announcing these changes and those changes disrupt the framework that society plays, mm -hmm. it is that piece of it that you're actually challenging. Yeah, 100%. I'm not against people. I like people. I like humans. And I like humans being humans. I don't like humans trying to be anything else. And when you try to be something else, when you try to play God, right, or you try to play uh, these powers that you really don't have a sense of, you know, um, this is what you get, right? You get a society that is so bent on being in everybody's personal business, so bent on saying like, well, if I couldn't do that, why should you, you know? And, it's, and it, even what you said before, how you didn't relate to the idea of like not being able to name something in that particular instance, you have in other ones, right? Like whether it's naming, oh, I'm a child and you've hurt me, you know, or I'm in a relationship and you've hurt me or I've hurt you. How often do we even get to really actually name when we've hurt other people? It's, it's, it's all part of the same thing. It's just that the magnifying glass is on people who are right now choosing a different gender expression. And that seems to be so disruptive to like the world order. But if we take stock of why that may be, why this may be so disturbing to people, particularly like politicians, right? People in power. It makes a lot of sense when you really sit for a moment. Why would they be so upset that people are getting to express this way? It's going to knock the other boxes. I, I agree with everything that that you that you just said because I do feel long term like long I'm talking about like the next 200 years yeah. I don't think many people are gonna be giving a fuck about a lot of shit they we won't. give a fuck about today so but that's a process right mm -hmm. like it's a, it's a, it's gonna evolve totally. to that point and a part of what I feel is included mm -hmm. is separating from a lot of things mm -hmm. that we have attached to. One of which might be the two genders. I'm like, or, or two. That leads somewhere, I feel. So genders might be one, and then another one might be humanism. Yeah. To where, okay, what if we not? And not to say that anything is wrong yeah. with any part of the process. Because yeah. the beauty of choice is being able to choose. The unfortunate part is it's like giving somebody a bag and there are 30 things in your bag and there are 35 things in yours. But then somebody comes back and tells you, oh, no, there's a million things in your bag. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Where are the fucking other ones at? Right. I didn't know that they were in That's there. That's true. That's if true. you could choose a lot of different things and you really felt empowered because what I'm hearing you say is like you feel I think the most impactful thing you said that that's resonated to me is 
you don't have the box of gender. Is that an accurate way of saying it? I'm not letting that be a deciding factor in how I live my life any longer, right? Like, and if I'm being real with myself, and I say exactly how I feel when I say it, and again, this is what I'm saying, naming things, to be able to actually articulate it with your actual mouth to make the sounds of the words, I feel significantly freer. And I, I challenge most people to, to, in a mirror, say that, or say a truth to yourself, name something, and see what happens, you know? like. What I'm experiencing and what I'm going through and what I'm expressing is only going to benefit other humans. It's not, it's not detrimental. And no one would ever be able to convince me otherwise. Yeah. It's literally like, oh, um, we're, we're not free, you know, um, in a lot of ways. And we are constrained and we are... I mean, there's constant attacks. Like, if it's not this identity, it's this identity. If it's not that identity, it's this identity. Like, constant attacks. If you can find any solace anywhere in yourself, you better do it, you know? And this is why I, I, I make a point, too, to say that I'm, and me and a lot of other people are not transitioning to somehow be men. We're transitioning to... For me, at least, to be non-binary is the most, like, I'm not this or that. So what are you going to, how are you going to treat me now? How are you going to relate to me now? You have to relate to me on a human level. And that's hard. How? As a person sitting here trying to, I'm telling you, it's hard. Okay. It, it's a, it, it's a, it's. You're non-binary, right? Mm -hmm. is it, so we got there. Yep. I'm technically not supposed to be, well, you tell me. Yes. Saying he, say, yo, what's up, man? It's, like, no, no, that's not it. It's, 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 it's again, it's about how you're being perceived. Like, you know, it's, so for me, right, and this is gonna be different for everybody, right? Hey, man, bro, I'm getting broed all the time now, you know? It's, it is, it comes with the territory, you know? But, my family, like my close friends, my people who know me, they use they. They use they, them. And everybody else can do what, what they do, you know? Like, um, but once we have the conversation, you know, once we get to that point, to that level of, of intimacy, really, yeah. at that point, I'm expecting that you can hold the fact that, um, you know, you can interchange things, right? And that my experience also is not the same as, say, yours or another cis man, right? Like, I didn't grow up like a, like a little boy. I grew up like a little girl. So that's where the difficulty comes in. Yeah. So when I said it's hard to relate, it's, it's, it's based on I'm bringing to me, I'm bringing to this story a collection of ideas and thoughts and perceptions right. from a male perspective. Right. Now, I'm talking to someone who is bringing different types of collections of things to the right. situation. So me being able to relate in my, in my, my natural default mm -hmm. and when first interacting 
is find is is trying to relate generally speaking mm-hmm. by gender. Yes, I know. But the minute I can't yeah. and I have to connect with a human, yeah. that's what I'm saying is hard. Yes. Now, I can get there with time. Yes. I can get there through that intimacy, mm-hmm. through developing that connection yes. to see that person as a human being mm-hmm. and deeper than just that Absolutely. gender. But that first initial reaction and how I'm going to, there's so much conditioning there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I, and that, so that's when, when I was yeah. saying it's hard, mm-hmm. that's where the difficulty comes in. And sometimes I would imagine that in a lot of cases I would need time. Mm-hmm. I would I, so when I'm saying he, when I should be saying they, or when I'm saying he, when I should be saying she, mm-hmm. and I might fumble thirty nine thousand times. Yeah. I might be very uncomfortable. And one of the ways I try to hide that discomfort is mm-hmm. by throwing like a little joke or being mm-hmm. dismissive of something. But that's at your expense, right. unfortunately. Absolutely. And 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 those are just things that I feel human beings do. Am I am I Am I transphobic in pursuit of trying to find comfort in our interaction? Am I, am I not honoring the person in mm-hmm. front of me? I might not, I might not necessarily, I might not necessarily have the awareness yeah. because I'm, because I, I've got to, I've got to turn so many fucking knobs mm-hmm. as a human being conditioned through our modern day society mm-hmm. to see another human being in a different way yeah. that I've been conditioned to. Yes. And uh, that yeah. is hard, man. Mm-hmm. It's hard when it, it's, and I don't know how we as humans, as people create the pathways for us to do that. Just empathy. It's I, just empathy and respect. And, you know? and time. And time, of, of course. And time. Because even with all the empathy, yeah. even with all the respect, if I close my eyes right now mm-hmm. and think of a terrorist, I do not think of a white man mm-hmm. in an Armani suit okay. driving a Maybach. I just don't. That's crazy. I do. <laughs> so, so I, <laughs> somehow, I do, yeah. somehow we got conditioned. Now that ain't even our volition, right? Yeah. But that takes time. It's rewiring, and we all have to go through the rewiring. I there are some of us in the black community who hate being black. Yeah, despise it. Yeah. Right. Like I think a lot more who 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 I think there are a lot more who than are willing to admit it uh, to be. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like they're caricatures, you know, some of them, particularly, you know. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into that. But it's like, yeah, there are all. Yes. Time. Yes. What it really for me comes down to is can you understand so far as to say that like what you were taught is not the truth that's hard it's difficult but it's not impossible it's because not because i have it yeah right like 
I think one of the things that people don't realize is that trans people have to go through that process too. I didn't have the language. I didn't have the, the conversations, the support, the resources, all of those things. None of those things were provided to me in having to figure this out. And yet, what other folks have in this case who are not trans is the trans community. You have the trans community to lean on to be like, I want to know more. I'm trying to understand. How can I support? How do we relate? Right? And I think particularly, and I really only talk to black people, you know? Like, I really only talk to black and brown people um, because I, I have such an affinity. You know, I have such a passion for what we've been through. So I can't imagine having a bridge not be built across these identities that are like intersecting. I'm, I am a black trans person, you know? Like the same way that you said, like, you know, you're kind of, you're born with this and like, this is your skin and that's what you got to deal with, same, you know? So like, what would make, like, what is so difficult about saying that I'm going to commit the time to figure this out? Because we need to. I feel like it's the same way. So much of our, the, so much of our, our uh, so much of our mm -hmm. identities are attached to these things that society gave us. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I do appreciate about you from what I've seen and what you've said this far is we all have to kill that person. Oh yeah. I wouldn't even, I'm not a violent person, right? I, I really do push back against that kind of language. My bad. No, You're no, right. no. You're but right. It's important, though, because that is what society has done. It is that simple for us to lean into that, to think that that's what we have to do. You are carrying your child self with you. I'm carrying my child self with me. They're always there. They're always, always there. The purpose is to take care of that child self. That's the opposite of what I would say of this. It's like, it's a better, it's a yeah. more constructive way because yeah. the word kill doesn't sound, it doesn't sound yeah, helpful. Yeah. It doesn't sound <laughs> helpful. So, so let me, all right, so let me rephrase yeah. it. Because <laughs> that's what I tell, like. Yes. It, that what is a man thing, mm -hmm. that person, a new person had to be born. Yeah. But parts of that other person had to be let go. Yeah. That sort of transformation in people, not everybody wants to do. 100%. And the, 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 you've made the decision to do it in a lot of ways. Most of, most of the transition, transitioning that's happening with us is like up here. Mm -hmm. It's like in our heads and in our hearts. It's mm -hmm. not something that you necessarily see. And it's some shit that we can hide through words and through titles of, mm -hmm. you know, being advocates and allies and all that little right, bullshit. Right. And you're doing a bunch of whack shit on the back end. Big time. You are going through a physical transformation that is saying, this is what I'm doing. It's how I'm doing it. That 
directly impacts someone's it's it's confrontational to the person who's attached their whole identity to something else. And it's hard for them to do figuratively mm -hmm. what you've chosen to do physically mm -hmm. and in a bunch of other ways. Yeah. And when so and I'm saying that to say to when we say it's hard, why can't there's such a there's such an there's such amount of there's such a large amount of growth yeah. that has to happen that most people just aren't ready to go through because you're ex just you making the decision that you made is just so radical yeah. for the average person who wants to stay in their box. It is, it is to a degree. And the other degree that I'm, I'm trying to just, we just, I think as humans have a difficult time in some instances around this, just like walking and chewing gum, you know, like it's possible that I can make this decision and it not actually affect you. It's possible. I don't think so. I think that it is. The reason why it's not currently and why more oftentimes than not is because again, I'm a mirror. I'm not purposefully being a mirror though. I'm just being myself. So that's why it has to affect me. Because you're being yourself. When but, I'm trying to be somebody else, exactly. I can't. You are but going that's to. That's not my problem. No, it's. No, no, no. Exactly. I, I, I'm not saying it's, it's not your. So what, what, what's good about where we are now yeah. is I feel it's the crux of what I feel the challenge is. Yes. And, the, and it's not. So two things. Everything you do impacts, especially when what you're doing is fucking living your truth. Yeah. That is a radical thing. And we this can't, society. We, yes. So in this society, that version of living your truth. In yes. another society, there's another version of right. their living your truth that's impacting their society. Right. You and I, and as we're talking, I'm starting now. I change is hard. The yeah. average person doesn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So just by you saying, I'm, I'm a trans man. Mm -hmm. That's the right word? Yeah. Okay. Just by saying you're a trans man, you're automatically putting it. Now, I've got to start filtering through all of these other things that I've associated my identity with. Mm-hmm. Just to have a conversation, not to say that's wrong, not to yeah. say that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. I never looked at this shit like freedom until just now. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't under and, and I didn't understand that. Mm. So what what I feel a lot of the challenge is, and, and at least for me, is understanding the parts of me that are touched when I recognize somebody living their truth mm -hmm. and in what because it does challenge mine mm -hmm. not their fault not their problem right. but yeah sure yeah that's what I'm saying making sense it does and the next step is to not make your problem somebody else's problem 
the next step there, so th there's that part, right? There's that leap, right? Um, it's projection, a lot of projection happening, right? And it's like, again, just people trying to live here, same as you, I got bills, you know what I mean? Not only do I have bills, but now I got this other social bill of having to walk mm. everybody through this thing that I'm like, I, I, I barely have time for, you know, I barely have the energy for. But then before that, right, like, it's really significant and important that people understand that what you were taught, right, it just, it just isn't the end. Mm. And I think that's a really difficult thing for people to grasp. Very. Um, we were talking, you know, uh, talking to my friends all the time about this. Or, and the capacity to learn should, like, why do people think that that stops somewhere? You know, everybody can learn. Your brain is always expanding. You choose to. You choose to or you choose not to. And at this point, I've already, prior to even having the, or making the decision to start to transition physically, right? Because there's a transition that can happen regardless of that. People can be trans regardless of your physicalness, right? It's, a, it's who I am. Right, like who I am and how I'm putting myself out there to be perceived. You know, everybody has to be perceived at some point, but even that gets tiring. I'm like, damn, like I just want to be, you know, I just want to be, you know, and I kind of lost my train of thought, but I'm just saying, like, people are have to realize that what you were taught, like, if 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 we could just start there with like, it's not, it, it, it wasn't accurate. It wasn't. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to, like, blow it up that quick or that easily, but that's just pretty much what it is. And, the, and, the, and it goes... I think I saw somebody where they said, Tune the Fork is a disruptive content creator that seeks to create new patterns of thought, speech, and imagery. It's the patterns. Yeah. I never want to lose sight of how difficult it is to disrupt a pattern. Yes. It's a hard thing to disrupt. Yeah. It's very difficult. The people who are doing that suffer the most, that they a do. lot of people behind them get the benefit of, of experiencing with the least amount of effort, forging a new road creating a new path that wasn't created before. Right. It's very difficult. And to do that in a thought process, to do that in a value system or framework, mm -hmm. is virtually impossible for most people. They would rather, especially when what you're asking them, especially with what my ex-wife was one of those women who worried all the time. Mm -hmm. In her mind, worrying was automatically associated with love. Mm. So if she wasn't worrying, then she wasn't loving you. Mm -hmm. If she wasn't trying to fix something, even if it was at the detriment of the other person, mm -hmm. then she wasn't loving you. Mm -hmm. The way she was conditioned, her love showed up in a way that was actually not love, but control, um, and a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. Because her perception of that was, was a good quality to have, mm 
Mm-hmm. No matter how many times she and I would have conversations about how it was showing up, just wasn't. Her value system had that wrapped around, when you do this, this is what you do. Yeah. The concept of manhood and men and womanhood and all of those things, there's so much value attached to that by the individual. And now it's become a part of who we are. And now there are these people who are saying that there are these, that there's, that there's no, con- you can start doing all of these. And it's like, well, God, damn, what does that look like? Yeah. Like, how freer could you be <laughs> yeah. if you were freer from one of the number that's one constraints that society has placed on you that you didn't even know was a constraint? I never, but because I have so much value attached into the, mm-hmm. the idea privilege. that comes, that privilege is afforded through that, mm-hmm. it's like, boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm rambling. No. I hear you. You, we have to. There are things you're gonna have to let go of. There is sacrifice. Everybody has to sacrifice. The people before us. The reason why we can sit here, do and do this was sacrifice. It wasn't from kumbaya. It was sacrifice. It was challenges. It was breaking down what you were taught about who you were. You know, like we are in a legacy of that. It's a continuum. It's, it didn't end anywhere. It's a continuum. And black, trans, and queer people were there for that. We're here for this. It's just a continuum, you know? Like, we are going to continue having these conversations until there is a point where I hope, at least, that people get to break a little bit, break free from the constraints of the boxes. No one's saying you can't hold on to the things that make manhood manhood or that you feel value in that and the same with womanhood, right? Like, but there are other hoods. And, and if you, and I think that we only had two, that's what we were told. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You but just, we got, but we got, we got more. And if we had more, you, you, I'm sorry, you, we have more. We do have more. And if you had been taught that at an earlier age when you were more open, you might have chosen something different. And that's all I'm saying. So that's what, the, so imagine the man with three, with three sons who became a man, became a father, yeah. and all this millionaire based on this man, my cheese, my shit. Right. And now we're getting ready to ask. It, it so one of the things that I'm also trying to be mindful of or at least trying to highlight is at least acknowledging that there's struggle on both sides mm-hmm. and that you are people are asking us to do something very, very difficult. Not to say we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Not to say you're not, you're not worthy of the choice. Yeah. But it's not, because what I hear a lot of people say, oh, we're not going to impede on your life, or this doesn't, no. It is <laughs> yeah. a full motherfucking disruption. And maybe, and, and, and long mm-hmm. term, I do think... 
It can't be what it is now because it's not. It, it's not it, sustainable. It's not sustainable and it's not, it's not. That's our evolutionary path, yeah. I just feel. I don't know. It, it just, it's, just, it's just where it is. But so I, I do want to make sure that that piece, and it's, and it's not just for trans necessarily. It's for anything. When you show up true, when you show up light, mm -hmm. that's going to disrupt a motherfucker who's trying to be somewhere else. Who's trying to be heavy. Yes. But again, that's not my problem. And it only becomes my problem because you can't contain it. You can't control it. And you can't figure out how to figure that itself out with your, with your people. So. And I, but I do want to, because I do think that there is this something about cis people who just need for trans people to be like, I know this is hard, you know, like. To me, it's just as hard as like learning how to walk or to ride a bike or to read, you know, like it really sucks at first when you don't know that word. You get very frustrated. But did you say I'm not, I'm never going to read again? But that's different. I, I don't, I don't be, think so. Because, because I don't have an identity. The, 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 the challenge with it, the challenge with it. I've been spending a lot of time challenging this idea of what manhood is. Mm -hmm. And when I pull a string, I don't like what the fight that feels. Yeah. So I've got to, I'm trying to understand these different things within myself, Yes. which is very difficult. So because I have an identity attached to it, I don't have an identity necessarily attached to being, being able to ride a bike. It's a, it's a, it's a, because, and I'm, it's autonomy, though. You know what I mean? It's like your ability to learn. It's your ability to, to say, I want this. This is a priority. And thus, I'm going to push through that difficult moment to get to the end. You know, like, challenges are challenges. There's for what, though? A pattern change. That pattern change, but for your own, it's for you. It's not for me. But, but the first question has to be answered. Yes. Which is the first question? The first question is, am I willing to let go? Yes. And, that, and, and most people's answer to that question, when you're talking about, because what, 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 really, mm -hmm. what I'm really saying I'm letting go of is my version of who I am. Mm-hmm. But that's not easy. It, I'm not saying that it's easy. What I'm saying is that it's worth it. So, but that's a that's a choice that that person has to make. A hundred percent. And 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 I think there are some people. Now I think I'm starting to understand my own reactions and responses mm -hmm. to things when I'm hearing them because it's um. It's not even necessarily about trans or the or manhood mm -hmm. it's really about me being okay with letting go of an identity that i have spent my life my 46 years my 55 years my 28 years and there are some people who are and who have and 
There's some people who are willing to let go of a lot more things. Is it worth it? Will you be happier? Will you be more at peace? Will the world be a better place? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, where the hoes at? (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes it's just as simple as that. Not to say for me, but um, I... What 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 I feel you have done if it's what you say it is, and I have no doubt, I have no reason to doubt that, is a beautiful thing. What you've had to endure to get to where you are, to be, to express yourself in the way that you want to, and to be as full and complete with at, with that as your awareness and love for self allows you to do. Mm-hmm. Is a wonderful example. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I and and How can we be better? I really, and I I feel like I've been standing on this soapbox again, even before transitioning. You have to know your history. They have made it, and I keep saying they, I feel like DJ Khaled, but like, the system, the people who have been in charge, the people who benefit from those systems, because we also have agents, right? We police each other, right? So I might not be anywhere with a state agent, but I'm surrounded, right? I can't express myself in a certain way because other people are policing me, right? That, that's where we are now. If you can pull yourself out long enough to understand what role you have been put in to maintain the status quo that you somehow in your mind still think that you're fighting against in these other ways, we'd be in a, a different place. You know, my, my, my converse, like my advice is not go out and meet trans people and start relationships, maybe, you know? But I think the, the first thing that you can do The very first thing, and I think the easiest thing, actually, is to just learn about where we actually come from, right? Like, what types of ideas existed prior to this society that we are now built in that feels like it's been forever? The compulsoriness of certain things really just started, you know? Certain things, like, you learn, like, credit credit scores, right? Like... 20 years ago. That's just really new. It's really new. That's really recent. Nah, it runs every motherfucker. Like, you really, like, you don't have those conceptions. Or, like I said, like, um, or even, like, pink and blue. That was switched 60 years ago. Right? The little boys wore skirts. Right? Like, these things are not, like, set in stone anywhere. No one said... Here's the big block of stone and this is just it. You know, the biggest thing that we can do is to free yourself from the things that do not bring you any pleasure, that do not serve you, right? Like that don't actually bring you closer to who you are, 
you know, and that's an internal process. We end up having these things happen outward though, right? So transphobia to me is an outward expression of someone who's repressed. So if I'm experiencing transphobia or queerphobia, whatever it is, or even like people who hate women, <laughs> which a lot of men do, that's a repression to me. You have to do the work of figuring out why that is manifesting itself in your body that way. Yeah. I can't do anything about that. You know, there are some people who have the ability, I think, to have a conversation like this and for it to actually go light years. You know, not everybody. So if it's just a general thing of what we can do, learn, keep learning, um, be a human like you don't, there's a really awesome poet and activist named Malok who says, like, you don't need to know everything about me. You don't really actually need to understand me to respect me. You know, it's, it's, it's people who show more respect to people on the street than they show to a family member, like, you know, because of this identity or whatever it is. Like, those are the types of things, and I've never been that type of person. That's the other thing. As a human being, that's why I keep coming back to, I've never been that type of person to judge somebody off of like something that's like opposite of me or like something that I don't know or that I'm unfamiliar with. It just doesn't come natural to me to do that. So when it happens, I'm just like, that's got to be you. You know, that's a projection. And thank God I'm where I'm at. Thank God, you know, years of therapy, all types of things, you know, that have like gotten me. I love myself. I've always loved myself. Always? Know? Always. Always. So th that's another thing that, you know, again, like I said, trans people are not a monolith. There are some people who have different experiences and there are some who have closer experiences to what I have. Like, I didn't feel like I lost out on something, you know? I feel like everything happened the way that it was supposed to on time. You know, if I had trans transitioned just a few years earlier, it might not have been an easier, as easy of a process as it was for me. It was like this for me. I said what I wanted and I got it, you know? But that's because of the years of people who had to go through some, you know, terrible shit in the medical system and all types of things just to get there. Everything for me has happened as it, as it should. What are your thoughts on... Um um, child, children starting like gene therapy or I don't yeah. know if I'm using the right terms. Forgive me. If yeah, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's it's HRT. It's hormone replacement therapy. Um, a lot of misconstrued things about children. I want to say that kids. Oh God, we so much about kids. Kids are like one of the most disrespected and like just disregarded group of people on this planet. And the idea that somehow a child doesn't have a conception of who they are, I think is ridiculous. More often than not, kids who are on any type of hormone replacement, below 16, all it is is hormone blockers. These are things that are gonna block certain developments for children who feel that they 
this would be traumatic to go through. So for me, if you have the resources and the ability to do so, to have that access, I don't see why we would stand in the way of that. Okay. Now for me again, I've come to terms with things happening as they should. If I had been a, born in a different world with a different group of people, <laughs> you know, it might have been different. I, you know what I mean? It might have been really that simple of like, yeah, that's what I want to do, you know? Um, there's this idea that kids regret making these choices that's extremely rare. Extremely rare. Like, ex the most extreme and rare. But somebody will pick that little group and be like, this is why we shouldn't do this, you know? So you mentioned, you made a comment earlier about playing God with mm -hmm. certain aspects of things as it relates to that. Yes. How do you reconcile that by being, by condoning the gender, the, the, um, the HRT injections I just don't believe that, like, I don't believe that there, the God that exists up here is like, God damn it, I made you this. Stay that way. I just don't believe that. Okay. That's, it's as simple as that, you know? I, don't, I just don't subscribe to it. It's like, so it just doesn't resonate for me. I understand that it resonates with other people as somehow going against some some sort of condition of God that God has set forth for this person. Um, I just don't believe that that's the type of, I don't subscribe to that type of God. So, and I don't have a lot of knowledge about the, the HRT stuff. Yeah. So, um, long-term decision mm -hmm. making for children that are that that's irreversible is any of this stuff irreversible i'm sure some of it is i'm not totally versed in all of it especially for for children okay um but you're open overall with the concept of children yeah. having autonomy over their bodies to yes. make decisions about what they want to do and how they want to do it and when they want to do I it. i would say one hundred thousand percent okay percent and i think that part of the again the difficulty with that on one end is the same difficulty like the other side of the coin it's just kids having autonomy at all right Period. like yeah. <laughs> like i don't want to be at this person's house i don't want to have to kiss this this relative like yeah. you know who's in my fucking face like yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. like there are certain things that i think that go hand in hand with this that it's like okay no we can't have the kids doing this because then we won't have this right we can't have them choose this because then you won't have them do this you know um it's, it's, I mean it when I, I was a teacher, you know, and, I, and getting to work with those students, man, the most incredible thing I've ever experienced, truly. Mm -hmm. Kids are brilliant. Yeah. And to think otherwise is, is uh, there's a reason. There's a reason for all of it, you know. And to a lot of the trans and non-binary kids that I got to teach were the ones who helped me to see it in myself. Like, they don't have a problem with this. 
they don't have a they don't have an issue conceptualizing this. They don't have know? really an identity rap. They like so much of our our hang up is in the box. Yes. It, it, it and when you're younger, the box isn't like. That's what I'm saying. I think is probably the most revealing to me in the conversation is is that and I and like I said I think I've been fucking with the edges of some of the shit mm -hmm. but it's like but when I sit and think about the the power of what you're saying mm -hmm. it definitely changes society yeah oh yeah it, I'm it, like even just giving kids a little bit of say changes things there are so many different things like that right like men crying yeah huge massive please cry we all need y'all to do that yeah please fucking god please because it's it's tearing shit up yeah yeah you know and y'all know if you saw me <laughs> I, I let the motherfuckers go i feel a i feel a cup we need it we need it yeah and again even that right that conception that you aren't supposed to cry comes from the same cup that says that I'm not supposed to be who I am. Yeah. I'm trying to knock that cup over. Yeah. And when I do that for myself, I know that I'm doing it for other people. You can accept it as a spill and try to clean it up, right? Or run with it. It's, it's just as simple as that, you know? Like, my choice is for me. You can understand my choice as a potential opening for yourself or not. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's, mm. but it's not a, it's not a contradiction. It's not a, I mean, though we live in lots of them, but this isn't one, you know, um, it, it, I'm not pushing back against what you believe in, you know, I'm just being me. That's the only, you, it's, um, not to say you, you necessarily care, but You're standing in front of the, of the motherfucking king and saying this shit is wilding. And, and the reality is we know that it is to some degree. I think we just don't want to see how far down the rabbit hole is. Exactly. And, but, but we know we don't because there's know. so many things have to change. Mm -hmm. and, it's um, scary. And we're more comfortable with, with things, you know, at least... But there's a cost associated with that. Of course. There's a cost to all of it. You know what I mean? I paid a cost too. You know, like, I didn't get to feel this free just walking through fucking, you know, fields of flowers. It, it was difficult. You know, I... I use a, a, a quote again from this poet and activist, Alok. I... We come from a history of hunting ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, we come from a place of, of trying everything to remove the thing that we know is about to bring us, like, an immense amount of challenges, violence. I mean, thank God I have been lucky enough to not have to experience it to a, a, a really extreme degree, but I know that it's always around the corner. Yeah. You know, like I went to the barbershop for the first time and I'm like, you know, I got to walk in like, I'm not sure how this is going to go. 
I'm not sure. You know? And if we can get to a point where it's like, I don't have to move like that, you know, because of who I am, because of it, things are going to be a lot different. But I, I, I understand that things take, things take time, you know, but I'm, I'm also not, um, I'm, I'm really not oblivious at all to the, how much has changed also, you know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like even in the time that I have been alive, like, things have changed. And I see that. I know that. I acknowledge it. And there's still more to go. You know, there's still more to go because more of it has to do with, like I like, you know, again, I feel like I'm a, I'm a conduit, you know, if I don't realize that it's such a big deal to be yourself until mm. I'm in a room with somebody who's not and I feel it, you know, not my problem, but I hope that this gives you some uh, 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 an example of how it's possible, you know? I, I hate when people say to me, like, damn, keep being you, keep being you. Like, I'm just like, fuck, you be you. I'm gonna be me. I can't help it. You be you. That's what I need. I can't be me unless you're you. The only reason why I ever feel like I can't be me is when somebody is trying to push me in a different direction. You know? I don't need you to tell me to be me. I need you to be you. Tell yourself that in the mirror. You know? What do you think one of the biggest misconceptions people have about black trans people? Man, so many. Um, I think one is that it's like, you know, truly separate identities, that somehow intersectionality doesn't apply to us. Um, you know, I do take, for example, Dave Chappelle and that comedy series, and I never watched it, but I saw clips of it, and I'm just like, damn, this is totally misconstrued. Like, there's transness in one sense is just white, and that's it. You know, there's no representation for the way that I'm existing both with like, can you imagine? Like, can you actually just for a second, like imagine having all the constraints of being black. For me, I'm being perceived as a man as well. So now I have that also. But then if somebody finds out that I'm a black trans man or a trans non-binary person, then I also have like the fear of like sexual assault. Like, it's crazy. It's like a, it's, it's like, that's what we're dealing with. You know what I mean? And so to think that somehow we are like taking the attention away from black people or from the black struggle is obscene to me. Hmm. It's obscene. It's absurd, absurd, and it's disturbing that folks don't have a conception of intersectionality yet. I, I can't separate that. None of us can, you know? So that's a big one. And 
you know i think also again like there's a the thought process is like okay well if i'm gonna understand a trans person i need to understand then what it's like to be the opposite sex right um oh okay trans men <laughs> so like let me think about what it would mean for me to be okay maybe that's how i connect no the connection is what would it look like for society to keep telling you that you can't be who you are that's the connection and that's it's a very big distinction it is and i'm glad that you said that because my lens has totally been oh what if like i don't yeah i could never understand that exactly but i could begin to conceptualize the idea of me not being allowed to be who I am. And I think my only, my only examples of that are mm -hmm. in white spaces. Mm -hmm. And the amount of time I've spent and energy I've consumed conforming. Oh shit, sorry. No, you good. Uh, conform, conforming. Mm -hmm. Leaving so, having so much practice at leaving me at the door mm -hmm. and the anxiety associated with that and the overall feeling of just inadequacy, like just oh, built into so. everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm not playing the part, I'm mindful of the fact that I gotta play the part so that makes the non-playing part of me feel like shit because like yeah. motherfucker you got a front yeah you know you got when you go into that space you got to be something else and i know i am because i'm jim and i'm hey, hey, yeah. hey and it's only been until like a year year and a half i'm like listen i'm a bad motherfucker in and out this bitch right so i'm taking that person everywhere i go right i don't know what i don't know how that is different or layered for anyone else. Mm -hmm. I just know for how freeing it is mm -hmm. as it relates to that. Now I start adding in, oh, well shit, what if I, what if, what if that, there's another part of me that I'm saying I'm cool with yeah. that might still be a fucking box. And then yeah. there might, next thing you know, I don't have a fucking body and I'm sitting up here <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. I'm just yeah. bullshit, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I do think that that's, that is what bring what brings people anxiety is the idea that there are parts of you that you haven't explored yet. There are parts of you that you may have again repressed for reasons that are not of your own. Um, and I mean that that can be as small as like I like this thing, <laughs> you know, like I like rock and roll, and you can't express that as a child because it's a hip hop shit, you know, or yeah. vice versa, like. All of these things build up to create images or caricatures of who we think we're supposed to be. And if you just take stock for a quick moment, really, and I, I keep saying the mirror because my therapist had me do this one time and I remember thinking to myself, well, this is some big shit. I could not talk to myself in the mirror. Asked me to just kind of like speak to myself and say things and I couldn't do it. Like, hmm. really, truly, like, get the mirror, put it in front of you, sit down and be like, I'm looking and, you know, saying how you feel, who I am, 
what are you happy about? What are you sad about? It's very hard to do. It's very difficult to do. It's funny you mentioning that because as the times I remember doing it, I just remember saying bad things to me. I couldn't say good huge. things. That's massive. That's a huge point. I mean, and, and, and nothing is all bad or good. All of it is information. And that's how I take everything now, too. So, like, even when I couldn't talk to myself in the mirror that time, I remember thinking to myself, well, this is information that I didn't know previously. Somebody who purports at the time, right, to be so comfortable cannot talk to themselves in the mirror? Something's up. Let's explore that. The other, but that's the thing about that next step, right? And, um, you know, I don't know if you are familiar with this, but tarot cards or whatever, there's a devil card, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, shit, that's scary, scary. The devil card is about showing up to your demons and pulling up a seat for them and asking, why are you here? What can I do for you? What do you want? That's dope. Yeah. That's dope as a motherfucker. Yeah. But That's again, powerful. even just that, right? I, um, what's that movie? With, some movie with Beyonce. I can't remember the movie with Beyonce now. People are going to hear me. Um, I know what you did last summer Def, or some shit. No, with Most Deaf, Beyonce, Most Deaf. They had a, like a BET movie. Oh, no. I, I don't that. know. I can't remember. Oh, when he played the doctor? Ah, Who did the heart transplant or something out of out of Baltimore? So. It was one part though where they had a they had a tarot reader. It was very like problematic type voodoo. They were trying to like you know, but even the conception around tarot cards and Vodun and like these African spiritual religions. You know what I mean? And like the devil card. I remember because I remember so distinctly seeing the devil card and being so afraid. Mm. You know, you're you're so afraid of that. When the true definition of what it means, and this is what I mean by learning and taking the time to, is to pull up a seat, that's how empowering. Yeah. When the first thought that I could have had for the first 25 years, if not taking another step into that, is that this is just scary. I don't want to know nothing about it. Devil card, oh, devil. Don't, don't know nothing about that. Which is most, what most motherfuckers do. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's easier. It's an easier route. You know, and I think that it's okay. I think that I don't want to say that I think that it's okay that people take the easy route, but I understand. You know. So for trans, uh, key piece. I always thought that that the challenge for trans people was the identification with a specific gender. Yeah. And it's really, is that what it is? Uh, no, I mean, I think that it's, I, it, could, it could vary. Okay, you know? so, but what I'm hearing you say is, cause like you just said, when I'm sitting back and I'm looking at a trans man, I'm like, oh, okay, so he- He wants to be a man. He was, a, he was, was born AFAB. Mm -hmm. And was like, oh, I don't like this. I think I'm a dude. And it's like, yeah. to you, it's like, well, what the fuck does a dude feel like? Right. You don't, you've never been a dude. So yeah. what does a dude feel like? But what you're saying, what I thought, I, I'm, I'm trying to repeat it back in yeah. words that make sense. Yeah. So I understand. 
it wasn't about necessarily what being a dude felt like. It was just the freedom to be to, neither. Because that didn't feel right. Mm -mm. I, I never really had good relationships with cis men. Like, I have cis men friends. But even, you know, funny enough, even some of them, even in, as a queer person, would still want to test it a little bit. Like, for what? What does testing mean? Test, like, you know, I'm going to, like, flirt with you a little bit just because... Or, like, to turn you or something? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's all of it is about power, you know? And I've never been submissive. I've never been submissive. Not in my personal relationships. Not in my outward relationships. So I don't take lightly to that. You know what I mean? I notice it. I know it's it, I know it, and I call it for what it is, you know? So, you know, it's... Yeah, that's what I have to say about that. How do you fight? Truly being myself. I, I fight, I fight like... I think when I was younger, I was very, like motivated to be radical that I, the word radical used to like oh my god it used to like get me going i used to be like yo you know um from being a young kid like skipping my eighth grade graduation because they didn't let some of my friends walk because of absences i'm like well fuck it i'm not going either you know just little things like that like building up those types of fights but now it's like my energy is totally focused on myself and the people around me and continuously evolving. I'm a transformer. And people love to root for X-Men and Transformers in the movies, you know? Like, that's the team that you want. It's in the flesh, you know? I'm rooting for myself that hard. Like, I, it's... I mean, I have no doubts about the fact that it's like, it's a significant, it's a significant place for me to be in to say like, this is who I am. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And I'm gonna make sure that like, I'm not being swayed by people, you know, who are, it's hard to describe like, very little people can have effect on me at this point because I'm just like we're all humans you know and like if you're coming at me in a particular way I know that it's mostly about you so at that point I'm already like in my pink bubble you know I like to call it that like I'm in a bubble I'm in a pink bubble no one can touch that That's did you ever think you would be here I don't know. So much of um, my life after starting to transition at 29 has felt like a dream a little bit. In what I, way? I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I just never thought that I would um, I'd actually be able to do this and actually be able to figure out what the thing was that was missing. 
you know, like, I didn't understand all of the intricacies of being a trans person, especially as a young person, you know, you're, again, because of representation and things, it's not like it's there, you know, mm -hmm. um, and there has been a lot of um, progress over the last few years and what can happen. So for me, I didn't know, you know, I really just, it was just so far in the back of my mind. I'm just like, this is just not a thing that I'm going to realize in this lifetime. You know, whatever that gap was that I was feeling, I'm like, it just must have been a gap that was left over from the previous life. Maybe I'll get to fulfill it in the next one. And to be able to, to, to say like, no, I can actually do it now. It's crazy. It's the most fulfilling thing I've ever, I've ever done. And I'm like, you know, maybe this is how people feel when they do get those, like, you know, those other surgeries or whatever it is, you know, and I, and I, and even myself would have opinions about things like that. Like, oh, you know, you don't need to get a BBL or you don't need to get whatever it is, you know, who am I to say that about what you want and how you want to accentuate your body? That's, it's just like. I'm totally tapped out of having opinions about other people and what they do so that I can live and focus that energy and attention on what I want to do. And one of the things you want to do is make music. Big time. Okay. Big time. Which we're going to get to right now. Let's get to it. So, Father Venus. Yeah. Is your rap name. That's my rap name. Where'd that come from? Father Venus is, um, the Venus comes from my birth chart. I'm a Libra moon and I'm a Libra rising, which is actually the opposite of my sun sign, which is an Aries. So an Aries is like the first in the Zodiac, the baby, the like blazing the pathway, you know, very like, pow. and Libra is the opposite of that. Libra is very you know, it's about the lushness, about the beauty of things, taking your time and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a person who truly, truly has come to realize that I really enjoy the process. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's where the Venus comes from, you know, like uh, the color is like, it's pink, it's purple, like that's my essence, you know, and um, Father is like, I think even before I started transitioning, I had a father like essence, like a, a grandpa almost, you know, like a, I feel like I'm able to articulate other versions of masculinity. And that's where the father Venus like ties in, you know, there's another way to be masculine. I gotta stick a pin in that because mm -hmm. I got questions yeah. about the. How do you uh, use your music today, creatively and like for for Shantanese? Yeah, my music is um. It's really about rewiring, and I make a lot of music that. Again, I I believe and know. That. Um, sonically, that's the strongest vibration that you have. It's the most powerful vibration that we have. Visual, um, 
taste, other vibrations, sound is the uh, the most powerful one. Okay. So when I'm listening to music, I'm constantly thinking about what's happening with that vibration. What are you sending through me? You know. And at some point, I think I just got kind of tired of like feeling like I wasn't hearing what I wanted to hear. You know, things that felt really empowering to me. Um, things that didn't take jabs at me in the process of me liking the song, you know what I mean? He's like, like oh, really oh, shit, like, that didn't. Yeah. Damn, man, you just threw faggot in there, like, oh, like that sucks, you know. Um, and that happens often, you know, like that from the one, you know, again, from as little, not even as little, I don't even want to say that, but from as common as bitch to then faggot, this, 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 you know, like it's just like, man, this is not. This is not the food that I want to be eating, you know. I like the beat, and I like what you're doing, you know, but it just, it has a limit. And so my music really came from that, like, okay, how can I figure out how to say things? And I think a lot about, I haven't done a show yet, but I think a lot about a whole crowd being able to say what I'm saying and what that's going to do. From that vibration. From the vibration. Everything that I say and that somebody could repeat back to me is only going to feed you. Nothing's going to take away. Nothing's going to make you feel like, damn, like, should I be doing this? You know, everything is about feeding your spirit, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, that's what it does. It does that to me first. And then my hope is that it does it in putting it out, you know, that it does it to other people who need to hear it and who want to hear it. Would a perfect world scenario for you be known as like a trans MC or just a fucking dope ass MC? I think a little bit of both, you know? At the end of the day, it's my experience, you know? Um, I am someone who has, you know, I, I, I wrote on uh, the music application one, they had like a, you know, what are your identities? Describe them. And I'm like, I am a black, trans, non-binary person who has an experience of being perceived as a black, queer woman. That's significant. I'm like, damn, that's big. I have the, I have the, I have the, the thing that goes off in my mind when somebody's being misogynistic, you know? And when somebody's being creepy, or patriarchal. Which is a lens most dudes don't have. Don't have. Don't have. But my swag, my everything else is what you may get somewhere else, right? So the combination of it is like, okay. So yeah, I want people to know that because that's how you that's how I became who I am. You know, that's how I that's how I got to stand on the soapbox that I'm standing on to say what I'm saying. You know, to to talk about Audre Lord being my lord. You know, I subscribe to that Lord more than I do the other Lord, mm. you know, so that's significant, you know, and, and I find that to be just extremely empowering. Who's Audre Lord? Audre Lord is an incredible queer scholar, poet, um, 70s, 80s, 90s. She died from cancer, um, young as a lot of black academics do. Um, a lot of black women academics die very early, actually. A lot of studies have been done mm. on that. Very significant. Um, 
Be again, you know, just having to do everything. You know, you're in like stressed across five departments and taking care of the black kids in schools and your own kids and your husband, you know, all types of stuff. But Audre Lorde is a, is a just, I mean, has had one of the, the biggest impacts on me. Um, just poetry is not a luxury. Um, just a person who has, who was standing in her identity as a queer black person, understanding that intersectionality and speaking on it and speaking on the contradictions that exist both in the queer community and the black community for her to be able to exist in both. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to just give you more recs on her. She's just... Do you feel the that the, the, the full organization of L LGBTQ fully serves trans people and, and understands because no. I, I feel like they're I feel like trans experiences are and needs are, are very unique relative to the overarching umbrella and I know very little about it but I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know like how you feel yeah I think that again like I said that because we're not a monolith there's always conflict um, you know, in Audre Lorde's time and in like, you know, Marsha P. Johnson, who was a black trans woman who, you know, basically stonewall, like what happened in, that was black trans women who did that, who were fighting against police and throwing rocks at police and, you know, fighting against police brutality. Like, in that time, uh, they would speak about what it felt like to be trans and what were like queer men, white men places, you know, being spat at and kicked out of places. And you know what I mean? Like there's, it's not like trans people just have this like welcoming in the LGBTQ umbrella as well. Like it's some people are like, well, well we didn't go that far. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's, a that's legitimately what it is. Like we did not go that far. You know, or you're making it harder for everybody to accept us. Like, that's a legitimate mm. argument. Again, assimilation. And I'm just like, damn, like, projection again. What are you assimilating into? So, for if, if there's one group who's saying that we weren't going that far, is there another group? Is there another uh, segment of the group that's saying we need to go further? That's probably trans people. So, so there's nothing... There, there's, I don't think that, um, so if, is there, I don't think, uh, this is a good, I guess I'm, hmm. if there's like a, if there's layers to it, right, like, I'm not sure, uh, I think that other people who are in that margins of the margins is what I would say, yeah. I think are trans people, I think are um, immigrants who may be trans as well, mm -hmm. I think it's um, disabled Folks who are trans as well, you know, like, I mean, like, uh, those are different. Yeah. Again, just different combinations of the intersections. And so, like, there there are, I'm sure, certainly moments where in trans spaces where disability is not being considered, you know, or fat phobia. That's a big one. That's a huge one. And 
General? Okay, I got you. Everywhere, but also in LGBTQ spaces, right? Like, are we making space for our, like, fat trans and queer brothers and siblings? So what is the ultimate of... What I, there's always going to be someone, right? Yeah. So the question, I guess, at that point then becomes, are we creating, are we leaving space for those who feel... Yeah, are we are we leaving space? That's all it is. Are we okay? And then and then once answer that question, mm-hmm. and then with the and then and then make sure that people have access to using that space when they feel they're they're not being considered. Yeah, I mean, I I think that like you said, everybody has a privilege. Everybody has something that they can lean on, you know, to make space for someone else. We all have blind spots. I have blind like, we all have blind spots. I'm never going to be too in my ego to believe that I don't, to believe that I can't, I don't have the capacity to make a mistake or to hurt somebody because I'm trans or, you know, like, that doesn't, that doesn't work that way. Um, I think that happens sometimes with black folks, right? Well, I'm black, right? Like, I can't, no, like, again, privileges, right? We have these different things that come through. And the most important thing that I can do is, like, if I can understand where those blind spots are, that on one hand, and at the same time, just always maintain that what my purpose is, is to never make somebody feel like I'm against them, that for something that, for who they are, like, that will always create the, the empathy, I think, that we need to have the cross connection, yeah. you know? Um, I'm never too egotistical to think that I just, I won't make a mistake, you know? Um, or that others won't make a mistake, right? Like, misgendering and those things that happen, those are not like, people, oftentimes it's the people on the other end who feel worse, you know? Like, oh, like, it's okay. You did it, you, you fixed it. That's more important. You know what I mean? Like, you mentioned Dave Chappelle earlier. Yeah. Relative to what you just said now, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about what you saw? Did you feel did? How'd you feel he was he out of line? Yeah, he was. I don't understand what his obsession is. And you feel that he has an obsession? I do. Okay. I do. I don't understand. What is so difficult? You know, like the. One example, like there's the comedy specials, that's one. Right. And then we can like chalk it up to like, okay, he's making jokes. Right. Um, Which, again, I'm like, at some point, we're going to have to stop being the butt of the joke because. it creates violence, you know? Um, But when he went to his alma mater or whatever, the the Duke Ellington School and the the kids protested, you know, I I read that article and, and I remember thinking how the kids were expressing themselves and trying to express themselves to him and, and trying to say like, you know, well, misgendering hurts us. I imagine you 
yourself are being walking around and you go by he him and somebody just decides that they're going to just call you she. You know, like it's going to fuck with you. It's going to fuck with you. So to not understand that part and to continuously double down on it, you know, for me, like I said earlier, signals to me that there's something else going on. And I don't know what, because I don't know him, and it's not my problem. You know what I mean? That's for his people and for him to figure out. But you're not going to confuse me in thinking that I don't know what's going on, you know, up there. So did you watch his alma mater stand up? No. Okay. Um... Those are the kind of things that I feel are tough mm-hmm. in terms of understanding perspectives and what's going on. Let me ask you another question before mm-hmm. I say what I'm going to say. Do you feel he has any type of negative feelings or thoughts about the, about the, about the trans community? Most definitely. Okay. What I, what I, what I think is that Again, there, there's just this like long, for folks who have, I think Dave Chappelle has a, an incredible keen understanding about um, blackness from a, from a black man's perspective. Like I used to watch some of the stuff and I was never a huge Chappelle fan to begin with, but I, I, I respect mastery, you know, like if, yeah, no problem. Um, but um, At some point, it's kind of just like, if you're not able to take in what people are saying about what you're putting out, you know, then particularly black trans people, you know, I'm not saying that white trans people don't have a place in the conversation, or you know what I mean? No, it's okay if but, you're saying they don't. No, yeah, kidding. no, I mean, to a degree, you know, because even in that, we experience racism. You know what I mean? And that'd be some bullshit, but it happens. Um, you, have to, you have to be able to understand that your issues with the way that you're being treated in this society as a black person is conditioned also on you understanding your position against this other group, you know? And the way that all of his comedy is positioning black trans people as almost like non-existent. So how do you, and that's what I mean when I say tough, because how do we, and I think the biggest thing you said is you feel like he has an issue with your community. So if it's hard to kind of go past that yeah. at that point. Cause it's like, yeah. okay, well, if I, if I feel now, how do I make you feel like I don't, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a performance-based thing, right? So now I've got to do something to yeah. make these people feel like, if I, even if I don't feel that way. Right. So, and then the next question is, what level of investment do I have 
and trying to do something to make somebody feel something different, especially when I didn't feel that way. Right. And 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 sometimes we all are doing to some degree or another a, um, a portion of that and to what and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And I never, you know, I'm not. I'm not looking at what he's saying and, 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 and how he's saying it through the same lens as you yeah. are, because yeah, it's just different. Experience. But I don't know how we leave room in those instances. And I don't know how, um, because the challenge I feel is how can it, I'm hearing, I'm hearing trans people say that shit is harmful. Mm -hmm. It can hurt motherfuckers, mm -hmm. right? And I'm hearing him say, okay, it can harm motherfuckers. It's hurtful. But there are a lot, there's a lot of things that's hurtful and harmful to people that a lot of motherfuckers are okay with in both segments of the community. Now we're picking and choosing this one specific thing to hide, to, 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 to hang our hats on right. when there's a lot of other shit that we really could be going in at, going, going in on. And I don't know how we, I don't know how collectively we leave, we leave room for that, especially when people are seeing different things yeah. and they're saying, see what I'm saying, see what I'm seeing as the truth. Yeah. Even if what you're even if what you're saying isn't true. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a hard thing to negotiate between two people. Yeah. It's going to be difficult, you know. Um he's he seems like a person again like even before all of this, he had his his beliefs about certain things. Like I I mean, I I, I was he has blind spots. Yeah. He has big ones. He has big ones about black women. He has big ones about black trans people. And that's just it. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, he just does. And um, you can make but, a joke but are they, about it. But are they, so do we ever separate blind spots from hate? Or, 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 or are they synonymous? They're very close. And I think that he has transgressed into the hate part because you weren't able to accept the conversation that was being brought to you about what your comedy did. So, again, like, if you're unable to have a conversation about the material that you're putting out and the actual material effect it has on the people that the subject is about, that's... A, that's we're moving past blind spot, right? Because now I'm making you aware, excuse me, and you're like, you know, <laughs> that I'm listening? Nah, you should. And you're just like, you know. So, from a, from a, from a black dude's lens, mm -hmm. I hate the fact that black people kill people. Black people kill black people, bro. Yeah. That bothers me to no fucking end. Mm -hmm. I hate that we have music that condones, propagates the subjugation of women, mm -hmm. objectifying them, all of these things that, 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 that we as a community 
reinforce mm -hmm. and that other communities profit off of. Yep. Now, I am not trying to necessarily, I'm not trying to equate trans struggle with what we're dealing with as, as a people with mm -hmm. this shit. But what I'm hearing him say at times, there's all of this shit that's going on and y'all want to fuck with me and give me shit over this thing over here and not even necessarily saying trans, but because mm -hmm. one of the things I say all the time, I've never met a trans person. I don't have an issue with the trans community. When I sit down and have a one-on-one, -on -one, I know how to listen. I know how to love. I know how to admit my motherfucking faults and flaws. Mm -hmm. I know how to say I'm wrong when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I should never have a motherfucking issue with yeah. somebody on a one-to-one -one situation. Right. Now, if somebody comes up here and asks me to go do a whole bunch of shit and jump through some hoops, depending on how I'm feeling that day, mm -hmm. I might tell you to kiss my motherfucking ass. Mm -hmm. I might, just depends on how I'm feeling mm -hmm. and how you respond. Let me be first. Mm -hmm. First, I might ignore you. Right. Then if you are responding to a way that's pissing me off or whatever, and I'm like, I ain't got to say nothing now. I might be on some kiss my ass shit right. and might get a t-shirt that say kiss my ass. Yeah. I don't mean nothing necessarily by but... Now you didn't piss me off. Yeah. Now I'm in my asshole mode. Yeah. So, especially when I'm looking at all of these other things that are around that are that 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 are taking place, and one of the challenges, not to speak necessarily for him, but just in terms of the lens, I'm like, there's a there's a lot of shit that we could be addressing in our community as black people. Mm -hmm that we could be rallying around to really, to, to really motherfucking galvanize ourselves around. And then there's this thing up here that wants to, and I'm saying thing as a dismissive thing, and that's not what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. But in, in terms of, there's this one thing that's being used to even further divide us from what's really going on. But the people up there that are saying, hey, there's this thing, it's a real fucking thing. Mm -hmm. It's a real fucking thing to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it actually is real. Like. The conversation around black on black people, like black on black killing or whatever, like, again, the conception is that that's just like cis people killing each other. Black trans women are being killed by black cis men. That's black on black violence. Yes. So where's the concern for that? That's my thing is like. So we're not rapping about that, though. And the minute a motherfucker raps... That's not true. That's not true. Pushback. Big time. Okay, who... People talk about... I mean, in one form, that is what he did, right? Like, Chappelle's like the, the rap comedian, you know? He's the one that's like, you know, comedy and rap. Like, there's a, there's a certain connection, right? He's very much constantly invested and involved with other rappers. Um, but... People talk about, oh, well, that's why your bitch look like a man. That's transphobia. I'm saying that the, the, the conversation in, through rap around disregarding what it means to be a trans person and the experiences of transness happens all the time. So you're definitely looking at it with a lens so you said the first thing, big pushback, rappers killing trans people. That's what we said at first. So 
are you and you and that's what you push back on because mm -hmm. what you just what you added to after that, that there is yes there is rap that facilitates the energy and the philosophy that allows for black trans people particularly black trans women to be killed yes okay okay that i understand yeah i agree with yeah But rappers aren't just flat out going and saying, go, we're talking about doing that to each other. And, and we're talking about doing that to women. So here's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We're agreeing and accepting as a society a certain level of fucked up behavior. Right? Accepting, but yeah. Accepting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, loosely. Yeah. There will be a totally different, let me ask you a question rather than mm -hmm. pros of me making a statement. Do you think it would be a totally different reaction if Lil Durk made a comment about doing something to a trans person specifically because they're trans over than just killing a dude just because he was an ops? Do I you mean, think I, that'd be a different reaction? Yeah, I do, but I, but I also think that like, these are all, again, coming from the same cup, you know? Like, I do think that it would be different because trans people are marginalized in a different way. Like, trans people are marginalized, you know, where their, their names and their genders are not even being presented as such when they're killed. You know, imagine that. Like, you know, after being murdered, you don't even, you still don't even get the peace in the way that people are treating your murder, you know? Like, that's the difference. So we're talking about life is life and human is human, right? Mm -hmm. So, why would not the black dude's life who was the op who got killed, why would there not be the same level of reaction from the trans community. That's no, that's not true. No, I'm saying why wouldn't it? Because, but that's not true. Oh, so black trans people. If you look to see who's standing on the front lines when black men are killed, if you actually look, no, it's black women who are outside organizing. More often than not, they're gonna be queer. There's gonna be queer people in there, and there are gonna be trans people in there on the on the ground. You do not see the same thing for black women. You do not see the same thing for black queer people. You see it for black men. You see, black men, at the end of the day, nobody is saying that these people deserve to not be killed and these people do, right? And It's the reaction that we're talking it's about. It's the reaction, but the whole thing is fucked up. So, so why can't we scrutinize what the reaction is? But, I, but, but what I'm trying to say is when you say the we part, right? Because we as a collective, we as black people. Yes, and I think it's a real conversation between black cis men to have. And I, I, I really mean that because queer people are having these conversations. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Black trans people are having these conversations. We so the are, we are creating music that's life giving instead of life taking. You know what I mean? Like that is what's happening over here. And so the conversation has to be okay. amongst those people, right? And I'm not saying that we can't be a part of it. In fact, I would love to be, but it really starts there. Okay. Why are you celebrating this? Right? And 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 why don't you see the see it on the same side of the, you know, two sides of the same coin? And I want to make sure I'm understanding what your response is. You are saying that the trans community's reaction to black on black violence is the same as their reaction to a black on trans, a black on black trans person's thing. What I'm what I'm saying is that more often than not, my experiences has been that black trans people most definitely are have to look out for black trans people. Like that's like the first thing. Okay. Because we're so left on the sides, you know what I mean? Like, you have to. You have I think to. that's important to, 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 to highlight, too, because the average person who's not connected to any of that doesn't see it all, so we don't... We all we got. We don't, like, yeah. it's small, you know what I mean? It's we all we got. Like, I, I was even just mentioning this to my partner. Like, when I meet other trans people, there's a certain look that we give each other. We're almost looking at each other like, I can't believe you made it. I can't believe I'm seeing you. There's a there's a thing that happens with us. We're like, what's up? How are you? You know? How did how did you how did you make it? When'd you know? You know? How did how did you make it here? That that thing that we have, that's camaraderie. That's I got your back. Because more often than not, and I'm not saying this is how we want it to be, it's the opposite. More often than not, we are actually all we got. And y'all need support from of us. Of course, like everybody. Yeah. Like everybody needs support, you know what I mean? And so when people ask why we angry, it's probably because, you know what I mean? Like more often than not, you're like scraping for a bit of compassion. How much are cis men participating in like that kind of shit? I, it's like virtually non-existent? Um, I mean, there are some. I, I, I wouldn't say none. There are some. And unfortunately, even, you know, again, the, the issue is comfortability with sexuality, with gender expression, with gender expansion, because, I, you know, there's, there's hope, is what I'll say. Okay. Um, you know, my brother is cis. My brother is a man's man. And the way that he responds and has responded to me in my transition has been beautiful. You know, like he goes out of his way to make sure that I feel comfortable. You know, that he he constantly I got text messages, sib, 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 you know, like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, and I'm like, that's his way of making sure that he's a part of my life and that he is being clear that he's on my side. You know, that he's on, that's my brother, you know? So I think there are cis, there's tons of capacity, tons of capacity for it to happen. What can a non-brother do that makes, that would make you feel like they see you in... in a non-brother? Like a... Like a, like you said, like your brother. Yeah. But, or like... Yeah. I mean, just like on, on a, on a normal level, I think it's just like... I 
I mean, I think one of the most basic things is pronouns, you know? Like, I like when people interchange it. I like okay. when people use he and they, you know? Okay. I don't use she, you know? So it's like to respect that. And, you know, I think that that's a real basic one. And I, and I feel like it's, it's an acknowledgement of what's across from you. Yeah, and it's, it's practice, you know? Like I said, like, I think that's part of it. Like, we don't, I don't expect for people to just get it all the way. Some people do. Some people do. Like, when my students were coming out to me, it didn't take me no time to figure that out for them, you know? Oh, okay, you use they, them? No problem, right? Um, shout out to my friend Dory, but she mentioned this thing about the way that kids in, like, a software update, you know? Is that a perfect? Go ahead. Okay. Like a software update, you know, you have to be able to update your software. The kids come ready with that, though. Yeah. You know, so as you get older, you have to be able to update, stay with the times, respect people, and, you know, nobody's trying to take anything away. And I think that's, that's, that ends up being the feeling. No one's trying to take anything away. Um, the goal is to expand. Yeah. And we all benefit from that. And the last thing I'll say about that is like the Kambahi River Collective is a, a black feminist collective from the 70s. Audre Lorde, like a bunch of other people, Barbara Christian. Um, they have this theory about if the person who is at the lowest, right, like of the hierarchy, actually receives full rights, full acknowledgement, then by default, everybody else will. And I'm like, I remember learning about this in college and being like, oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. And at the time, for them, it was black queer women. That was what they were, that was the, the bottom of the bottom in their minds, right? Because trans people weren't entering those conversations yet, though we were on the front lines, right? Yeah. Stonewall types of things. We just weren't put into the spaces. Like, we weren't allowed there because it's too much, you know? So in my mind now, if I'm thinking of the lowest of the lowest of the lowest, who is dealing with all of the spectrums of things? That's, uh, in my mind, that's like a dark-skinned, black, queer, trans, non-binary, potentially not, you know, seeking to pass, right? But seeking an androgynous or kind of just whatever... That's gonna be the person disabled, potentially poor, though not like someone who didn't get to go to college. That's gonna be the person that if you, if I can focus my attention and focus my efforts on making sure that you're good, I by default will be good, and you by default will be good, and so then thus everyone yeah, else. That's what I subscribe to. It's that's how it works, you know. It's not it's not top down. It's bottom up, you know. That's how I, that's what I subscribe to.